Hello and welcome to episode 4 of LUFC Fan Zone Podcast. I'm Sam Isles. And I'm Jack Ellis. And today's episode will be hosting a podcast slightly different to usual. On our previous episodes, our guests have been chosen by you, our followers and listeners, where you have had the chance to choose who we are joined by, by voting on our LUFC Fan Zone Instagram poll. However, today's episode is slightly different. Once a month, we have decided to record a mystery episode where we pick our own guest. The person who we are joined with on these episodes is someone who we think may not win a poll, however someone we feel will have an interesting story to tell about Leeds United. We're delighted to announce that this week's episode is sponsored by Harrogate CBD Company. Harrogate CBD Company are a local business run by Leeds United fans and they're on a mission to help people sleep better and relax during lockdown. They source the finest CBD products so you don't need to look any further when looking for anxiety relief or a helping hand when struggling to Research has shown that CBD can help refresh your mindset and increase your focus to reduce anxiety and their oils contain pure hemp, organic ingredients and less than 0.2% THC content. If you want to find out more about their products, visit them on www.hgcbd.co.uk or on Instagram at Harrogate underscore CBD and add the discount code LUFC to receive 5% off all their sprays and oils. But back to this week's episode. And previously, we have been joined by former Legion United players and managers, and we have had the chance to ask them about their time at the club. However, today, we are with a player who never represented Leeds United, and in fact, has never played football in England. In June 2018, it was strongly rumoured that Leeds United were looking to bring a Nigerian striker from the Italian second division to the club, and Italian media reporting that the deal was all but confirmed. However, after months of speculation in the Italian press about the €4 million Euro transfer from Carpi to Leeds, the arrival of Marcelo Bielsa seemingly ruled out the deal, which resulted in the former Carpi striker cancelling his contract at the Italian club, and he was without a club for almost six months. Because of these dramatic turn of events, we wanted to find out how close he was to making the switch to Leeds, and what occurred both before and after the speculated transfer broke down. Today we have current Ozjek and former Carpi striker, Jerry Mbakegu. Thanks for joining us, Jerry. Uh, you're welcome, it's a pleasure. It would be great if we could talk to you about your proposed move to Leeds a couple of years ago. But would it be possible to talk about your playing career before we move on to that? Mm, yeah, sure. So I grew up in Italy. I moved to Italy when I was when I was a kid. So I started playing in Italy. My youth academy was all in Italy. I started in Padova. Then I moved to Palermo. And then I've played for... Most of my senior career, I played in, in Carpi. I played for one half years there. And I was while I was in Carpi, I had this, how will I say, proposal or this opportunity to move to Leeds. And yeah, so I would say I played all my all my career in Italy. And I just had this, this new experience now in Croatia. So just to start with, Obviously, you've you never played for Leeds or any other club in England. So most Leeds fans have never seen you play. So because of that, yeah. how would you describe yourself as a player to those who have never seen you play before? Well, I'll say um, I'm a fast striker. I love I love attacking the space. So this is my style of football. And, and I'm very fast and I'm good one-on-one. But my style of football is attacking the space and trying to, to go score go as fast as possible. In 2015, when you scored 15 goals in 30 matches to help Capri gain promotion from Serie B, your agent stated that your performances reminded him of Didier Drogba, 
would you like in your playing style to Drogba? Uh, Didier has been has been childhood idol. He's been my he's still my idol. So, and when people say I look like him, like I really I really love that comparison. But I would say he's he's a great striker, and I think what we have in common is just more of the of the physical aspect and not much of the style of play. But he's been he's been my my idol since I was a kid. I always emulated him. I wanted to do what he was doing on the pitch, and so yeah. Like since I've been growing up, a lot of people since I was a kid, people have been saying, "You look like Didier. You look like Drogba. You look like Didier." <laughs> and so this has been uh, some kind of motivation for me to keep moving up and like you know try to be try to be like. Five percent of what he did, you know, would be nice. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> and although you were born on the same continent as Drogba, but in Nigeria rather than Ivory Coast, your first yeah. professional club was Padova in Italy. How did you yeah. make the switch from Nigeria, where you were born, to Italy to gain yourself your first professional contract? Mm, so I, I moved to Italy because my dad was already living in Italy and he was working in Italy. So we moved over with my mom and my brothers to Italy to join my dad. And so that was where I started playing football. And I I have always loved playing football. It's been a passion for me. So I started and I was really doing good. And teams were coming, watching. And so I moved to Padova. And I played three years, I think, yeah, three years of youth academy there. Then I moved to Palermo for one year and I continued my youth academy. And then from there I moved to to playing. I moved to, it was Serie C, I think that's the third division in Flats League One in England. Yeah. So I started my career there, and then from there I played Serie B, Serie B, Serie B, and then in Serie A with Carpi. And then, like you said, Carpi was the side where Leeds were rumoured to buy you from, and arguably where you had your most successful time as a player. How did you find yeah. your time there at Carpi? Uh, it was very nice. Like we had, we had amazing time. I had an amazing time. Uh, we had really great seasons there. So the first year I moved there, the team just got promoted from from the third division to Serie B. So the first year was just kind of like you know trying to. We had, how you say, we managed to stay in the league the first year like easy, and the second year we won the league easy as well, and it was amazing. We were playing very very good football. I was enjoying my time. I was scoring goals, assists, everything. So. It was amazing. In your first loan spell at Carpi, you helped the side reach their highest ever finish, 14th in Serie B, which resulted in the side yeah. making a move permanent. And like you said, the following yeah. season, you helped Carpi gain promotion to the Italian top flight, yeah. Serie A, after finishing top of Serie yeah. B. That season, yeah. you were named in the Serie B team of the season as well, after scoring 15 goals in 30 appearances. Do you think that was yeah. your most successful season so far in your career? Yeah, I would say so, yes. Yeah, it's been been the best season I played, yeah. And after that promotion winning season, your agent was urging Napoli to buy you. Was there any serious contact between Carpi and Napoli about your transfer? 
I'm seriously, I don't know. It was just everything I was reading on the papers, like discussion with my friends. You know, as a striker, I think when you play a great season, everyone is speaking about you. And that year, I really played a great season. I was, as you said, I was, I was in the team of the season. I was the striker of the season. So like everyone was interested, but nothing really happened that season. And I still don't know why. So it's part of the mysteries of football. Sometimes you don't understand. That following season was your first ever season in Syria, the Italian top flight. How did yeah. you find the step up from Syria B to Syria? Uh, it was difficult. It was very tough um, because we didn't change. Our team didn't change a lot. Most of the guys from from Serie B, we all stayed in Serie A, and it was it was difficult. Quality was immense, and we struggled. But at the end of the season, we just got relegated for one point. So being a new team, a very young team, we did amazing, and the points. We made that season like the previous year. We would have stayed in Serie A with the points we made. So it was just difficult season. We tried, we won. We, I think we we had 37 points and we got relegated because Palermo had 38 points. But it was really tough. So yeah, but it was a great experience playing against great players, playing in the best stadiums in Italy, playing amongst the best strikers, the best defenders. It was really, it was really nice, amazing, yeah. And that, that season was in the 2015-16 season, but it was during the 2017-18 season when Carpi were back in Serie B, when yeah. you started to get linked to Leeds, wasn't it? Uh, when was the first time that you were aware of Leeds' interest? Uh, I think it was December of 2017. Yeah. Yeah, December 2017. I mean, everyone, everyone knows, like, my friends, my family, my agent, like, I was always, I want to go to to the UK, I want to play in England, I want to play in England, so he was like, okay, um, so he started working, and when there was a time I got a call, he was like, I think, uh, find a solution, Leeds wants you, like, the director loves you, he knows you, he's been following you since you were a kid and he would like to bring you to to Leeds. So that was the first time. That was the first time, yeah, beginning of December 2000, 2017, I guess, yeah. When your agent first told you about Leeds wanting to sign you, how did you feel? Because like you said, many overseas players see it as a dream to play English football. Yeah, yeah I, I was overwhelmed. I remember... I, it was amazing. It was like seeing this dream come true. So when he told me, I was, wow, let's go immediately. I wanted to go immediately. So we started. I also met the sports director, Victor, Victor, Victor Ota. So he came to Carpi with my agent. We met. We spoke. He told me everything about the team, and it was really amazing. So in my mind and in my head, I thought I was going to move to Leeds. But my the president didn't want me to leave in January because he still wanted like uh, Carpi was fighting to 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 go to playoff to try and go back to Serie A so he wasn't willing to let me go in January so it was like if you're going to leave, if you're going to leave then it has to be in June so we all decided to wait till June then so then I can move to Leeds and then. 
during, I think it was February, March, I started having a problem in my knee and then I couldn't train anymore. And I had pressure because my agent was like, okay, if you're going to go to Leeds, you still have to play because if you stop playing, then, you know, things might change. And at the beginning, I tried to like force it, try to play, try to show I was feeling good, but everything was getting worse. Then I got to a point I couldn't train anymore. So I was like, I have to stop and treat myself like I was like my like my body comes first, my health comes first. And if at the end of the season Leeds changes their mind because of me not playing or not finishing the season, that means it was not meant to be. So yeah. that was when things well, I think what really happened was uh I think in summer the San Bielsa and he changed he took control of everything this this was what my agent told me so he was in charge of the players and and everything so he made different decisions he wanted different type of striker different style of striker so and they were like he could still come here but when he come here he has to start with the under 21 train with the under 21 and then so I was like at the point of my career, I couldn't go to somewhere and start playing with under 21. So I told my agent, there, it's no, there's no need of me like going there. And, you know, so this was why, like, I think things didn't really happen at the end of the day. But it is what it is. I would have really loved coming there. And I've always supported Leeds. I watched them play. I watched the playoffs last season. I've been following them whenever I can because there's a part of me that feels like, you know, I, I don't know how to say it because I was so into Leeds when I knew it was going to happen. It became, in my mind, it was already my team. So I've been following them ever since and I'm happy they're really playing great this season. Just to rewind a little bit. At the time, yeah. you were represented by an agency called Football Capital, which was previously yeah. owned by Leeds' chairman, Andrea Radrizani. Do you think that had any influence on Leeds' interest at you? I don't think so because if it was if it was that I would have end, ended up playing in Leeds so I think it didn't have there was no big influence because you know if it was so I would have at least signed for Leeds and then see see whatever like what happens if well I didn't sign there so I think there's no big now I can say there was no big influence being being he represented like football capital or something like that no in a transfer how much influence can a player have about their move or is the majority of it up to their agent well nowadays i think the most important thing is being aware of like the options you have because until your agent tells you you have an option you don't know what's going on and i think then when you know you have you have an offer and the team really wants you. I think it's all it's all up to the player and the player decides what he wants to do, if he wants to go or if he doesn't want to go. So I think the most important thing is having having offers and when you have the offers, I think the final decision and the final say is is the players. And at the time when you first heard about Leeds' interest, what did you know about the club? Yeah. Yeah, I've known about Leeds like since I was a kid. I've been playing 
and played PlayStation with Leeds when they had the great strike as we do CAC. And also there was this striker I was playing against in Italy. He also moved to Leeds. Uh, Dukara. Dukara, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when he was there, I watched some games. I've always been interested in, in, in Premier League and the UK. So I've always followed, I've always watched. And I also watched the, the historic match you played against Manchester some years ago, FA. FA Cup, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, one you played, the one you played in Old Trafford. So, yeah, yeah. I've I've known about I've known about. I'm, Leeds is a great and historic team, so it's not like you're talking about some. You're talking about a big and and historical team. So, yeah, I know I knew quite quite well about Leeds when. So, when I heard about Leeds, I was like, amazing! I'm going immediately. I just want to go there. And then, like you said, when Leeds were interested in purchasing you in January was yeah. the intention for Leeds to actually buy you in January and Carpi didn't want you to go or was Leeds' interest always for the end of the season rather than you immediately arriving at the club? No, the, the director would have wanted me to to move immediately in January and I think if it, if it would have been possible then yeah maybe it would have happened but yeah, the the initial the initial interest was for me to move immediately. So, but the president of my team was like, "I'm not ready to let him go now in January because we need him." And we all decided like for how things were going, and we all thought J- June would have been like it was just five months away. So we said, "Okay, let's wait for June," and then everything changed. Uh, changed coach, they got new coach, I had problems, so uh, that was what happened. And then on June the 31st, which was the last day of the January transfer window for that year, it was yeah. reported that the Italian media, Leeds had agreed everything with Carp to bring you at the end of the season. Is that what you thought as well, that as they didn't sign you in January, you would definitely be arriving at Leeds at the end of the season? Yeah, that was what I thought. Mm, that was why I thought I was telling my friends, everyone, I was going to play Leeds in the summer. So, yeah, that was what I knew. That was what my agent told me. That was how we remained. It was going to happen during the summer. So I was like, OK. I started having, I think it was end of February, beginning of March. I was having a problem. So I had like pressure from my agent. It was like, you have to play because, you know, you have to go to Leeds. And so you cannot just stop playing now. And in the beginning, I tried forcing playing. I played two games. I was feeling pain. Then I got to a point. I told him I have to, like you know, really figure out what's the problem I'm having, not be focused because I couldn't. I wanted to go to Leeds, but at the same time, I was feeling I was like not taking care of my health because I had pain and I couldn't continue just because because of the situation that that I was in. So. Yeah, this was what happened. Like Sam just said, uh, Leeds agreed the option with Carpery to bring you to England at the end of the season. Can you have any yeah. idea of what the agreement consisted of? Or was it just a verbal agreement yeah. between Leeds and Carpey? Uh, what I know was I was supposed to sign a five years contract. Then the price between the teams, I, d- I didn't know. I didn't know anything. 
But what I knew my agent told me, like he agreed on a five-year five-year contract and the transfer money, I don't know this. How much of an improvement were Leeds' terms compared to your contract at Tarfi? Like, would it have been a big improvement? Yes. Yeah, it would have been. But then, like, like you said, less than a month after that agreement in January, you injured your knee. Can you yeah. remember how you did it and how it happened? It was during a game, I remember. I jumped uh, and the defender pushed me and I lost my balance and when I fell, I fell directly on my knee. And so the next game or during the week, I felt like something was wrong. But you know, you have this, how you say, you have this big goal, you want to go to lead, so you're like, no, I want to play because I know at the end of the season, I, I have to like, you know, keep playing. So I went on for one week and I was like, it was getting worse and it was getting worse. So, yeah, it happened during a game. This this problem I had on my knee was during a game, I remember. Because of your injury, you had to visit a specialist yeah. doctor in Barcelona. At the time, yeah. did you feel that your injury would have impacted your move to Leeds? Yeah, I thought I wasn't feeling fine. So I said to my agent, this was what I was thinking. So I was like, if we already know at the end of the season, I'm going to, to, to Leeds where why don't I just like figure out what's the problem and try to treat this injury so by the end of the season at least I've solved the problem and I'm back ready for whatever was going to happen so yeah it was it was kind of playing my mind because I was I knew I wasn't feeling fine and you know you don't want to move to a new team and not being in shape so my primary goal was to you know fix this problem so with my agent we found this specialist Kugat, Dr. Kugat in Barcelona. So I went there, tried to figure it out, but I didn't solve the problem because I was there six weeks and when I came back, I was still having the same problem. And I had to go see another specialist in Italy. And so it went on for uh, for a while. And I think I wouldn't I wouldn't have been fit even if I had drived that summer. So I think it was meant to be this way because I kept having the same problem. And so even if I arrived in, in summer, I would have been focusing more on my health than, you know, being able to train and show and prove, you know, when you go to a new team, you want to immediately start showing, like start proving your worth, the investment the team made in you. So at that time, I was moving there and there, trying to figure out what the problem is with my knee. So today if you ask me i would say it was meant to be it was meant to go that way like it wasn't my time to go to leeds or to move to uk you said despite your injury the uh, carpy president at the time was still adamant that your move to leeds would be going ahead and thinking it was a formality even though you might not be fit for when you were due to arrive did, yeah. did you feel the same way yeah i felt the same way i think everything just changed when when bs arrived that was when everything changed because he took over from what he told me he took over everything he was the one in charge of you know picking the players he needed the ones he thought were right for his style of football because he has completely different style of football from many other coaches so and i wasn't like from what my agent told me he was like 
for his style of football because being I'm a striker who's always attacking the space, he wants a striker who's coming and playing with the team. And, you know, this is this was what he told me. So I think everything changed when when BSR arrived. And being the teams wanted me, they were like, okay, Jerry, there are two things you can do. The coach wants another striker. So even when you go on camp, he doesn't want to like see you. You can start with the under 21, train with them. And I was like, no, this is not an option for me because I was a point of my career. I played in Syria, I played I was like, no, it's better for me to look for some other option. And, you know, so this was why everything. And I think at the time, the president of Carpi was also mad at me because, you know, he, it would have been a good deal for him selling me to Leeds. Did you ever feel like the president at Carpi want, wanted the sale? Because obviously for him and his side, it would have been a huge amount of money for his side and a huge boost for Carpi. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, of course. I was, you know, it was period of my career. I was really playing good. That season also, I was playing good. And I scored six goals till, you know, the last season we sold almost the historic players we had in, in when we won the league and the ones who played in Serie A. So I was one of the last ones who remained and we were still playing good. I was scoring, we were winning, we younger team. So it would have been a good a good serve for him, but like I thought the right thing for me to do was not, you know, sign with Leeds at the moment. If I knew I was going to be in the under 21, so I told my agent there was no need of me doing like there was no need of me going. And you know, it really hurt me to, to get because I already, you know, five months in your mind, or how you say in your mind, or you think, okay, I'm gonna go there. It's something you've always dreamt of. You've always wanted to play there and you had this great opportunity. And then arriving at the summer and like, mm, no. So it was really tough, but nah, it was something I had to do. And we decided to, we decided to call it off. And so that was what happened. It was just four months between your knee injury and the start of the summer transfer window. Did you feel that you were able to return to full fitness in that time period? I think if I had stopped and did everything I had to do at the right time, yes. If when I had, if when I started feeling the pain, I, I stopped and do like, you know, treat and look for the solution to what was causing my problem. Because I kept on, I, I, I had two, three weeks, I was just going on on pain, going on on, on, on pills not to feel pain, to be able to play games. And I think it was, it was at that point, I, everything go over. So then when I was going from, I went to Barcelona, he was like, there's no big problem. But then I came back, I was still feeling pain. So I think if I had done everything I, I was supposed to do immediately, just stop and, you know, had treatment. Yeah, I, I, in my mind, in my head, I thought I was going to be fit for, for when the next season started in July. Around that time, you made the decision to change your citizenship from Nigeria, which was your place of birth, to Italian, where, like I said, you lived from a very young age. And you received an yeah. Italian citizenship in April, just two months before you were scheduled yeah. to make the transfer to Leeds. Was that because you wanted yeah. to receive a European passport? 
Yeah, that'd be good. You know, in UK, if you if you have to move to UK, you have to. Uh, I those what was the conditions of moving to UK? Uh, you had to. If you if you don't have an European passport or something like that, then you have to have played your national team. I think seventy five percent of the games or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, that was why I I requested from my from my Italian passport because I knew I would I would need it to go to to be able to sign and play in the UK. So to make everything easier, we I requested for my passport. And like you said, despite changing your citizenship to attempt to make the move easier, for the first time in June in the media, it became unclear that. Leeds were going to trigger that clause and the CAP president announced that Leeds had until the 30th of June to trigger the purchase agreement after they failed to meet the original deadline. At that time, did you receive any contact from Leeds as to what they were going to do? No, I think I already, I already knew what was going to happen because my, my agent already told me what was the situation once, once Leeds, Leeds signed Bielsa. So I already knew what was the situation, and we took it. We took some time to see if I was if I was willing to accept the condition at that moment, and the condition was me going to play on the under twenty one. So like I said, now I know the president of Carpi was a big sell for him. So he would have loved me to move to Leeds either way, and then maybe when I go to Leeds, find another solution. Mm-hmm. But I was not willing to go to knowing the condition. Like if I was going to move to Leeds, okay, train with the first team, and then if the coach doesn't play you, it's something different. But if you're going to move to a team, like knowing what you've done during your career and knowing you're going to move there and start immediately with the under twenty one. This, this is what my agent told me. So I didn't have any direct contact with the director. So this is all information I had from my agent at the time. So yeah. I I now I can understand what was what was like the president of Carpi like what he was trying to do he was trying to football is business now so it was money for him and he wanted the sale to happen so he was pushing for it to happen for me to go there and I I didn't think it was the right solution for me yeah it it was also reported that. Leeds attempted to change the transfer fee and the package that they were offering to you. Was that true? Mm, sincerely, I don't know. My agent never, never, we never discussed about this because everything, everything just changed when they signed Bielsa. Because uh, we sat down, we spoke. He was like, uh, he's seen, like he watched all your games. He's seen everything. He knows you as a player, but he needs different strikers. So when that was when everything changed, and we didn't even talk more about about like there was nothing more we could discuss. When you know, as you said, the player is the one who decides. I decide my future. I knew that I could decide. There was two things I could do: or accept to go and be with the under twenty-one, or you know, make some other decision. And I thought the best thing for me to do was another decision. And then after Leeds failed to meet that 30th of June deadline that was apparently set by the CAP president, the move was effectively over. So how did that make you feel that you wouldn't be making the switch for Leeds? I already knew. I wouldn't. I wasn't. Exp- I already knew. 
before before the deadline. I already knew I wasn't going there. So the deadline was I think when after I spoke with my with my agent, I was like, okay, let's look for another solution. Because I, I already knew this before the deadline. So I think maybe the president of Calfrey didn't know they didn't go to him and tell him Biosa has changed his plans. So I think he didn't know this this side of the story, maybe, I guess. But I already knew this, so the deadline, I wasn't waiting on the deadline anymore. I already knew it was something that was not going to happen, at least for that that period, that that transfer was not going to happen then. Maybe sometime else in the future, but not at that moment. So I decided to move on. It's football, it's part of life. So Absolutely. Yeah. How do you think Leeds handled the deal? Would you have expected them to act differently than the way they did? No, no, I think they did. Like I, I, I met the director. He's, he's an amazing guy. So I, there's nothing I have to. I can't say anything. I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm absolutely, you know, honored. Great team like Leeds really wanted to purchase me, and they really wanted me. Everything just changed with the coach because you know in UK the coach is the how you say the manager decides. So Biasa has this power and he, he chose the best thing for for him and he's really he's doing amazing. The first season he was almost winning the league and this season he's winning the league. So at the end of the day he made the right choices. And so you know, there's nothing I have to I have to say about how how the situation was handled. I think the sports director did everything he could to to bring me to Leeds and he didn't have the final say anymore I guess so the the BFSA being the one who had the final say made made some of the decisions if he had seen my style of football and my style of football was what he needed I think like I would have I would have been there I guess so no absolutely I'm I would say I'm, I'm honored like Sometimes I think about it, I'm like, oh my God, like I had the opportunity to go there. So it makes me happy. And no, you never know. I I would love to play in UK. I think I'd love to measure myself and see if I'm really that good to play to play in a league this this important and this big. So it's still my goal and I hope one day it can happen and we'll see in the future. Like like you said, you met with Victor Arta in Italy, but did did you ever make the trip to Leeds to visit the stadium or meet any no, of the staff? No, no, because everything I thought everything was going to happen in in June, so there was no need, you know, doing it earlier because I was playing. I was we had games going with my team, so I and I didn't have any any chance of going earlier. So. No, I didn't go. I I didn't visit Leeds yet. I didn't see the stadium. Nothing yet. And and like you said, the move was effectively ruled out by Marcelo Bielsa. But yeah. what did you know about him as a coach? And would you have liked to play under his management? Mm, I find he's really crazy as a coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I I know he has a lot of demands and. He pushes his players to the limit, and I don't know. I think, of course, when you play with coaches like him, you you improve absolutely. So I think playing with him was gonna be 
great thing for my career. But like what we know, they call him a loco. So yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's crazy. Everyone, everyone knows this. But I never spoke with him. I didn't have anything to do. Like I, I never met him. I just know like this is the way he is as a coach. So it's something you can you can how you say you can understand because it's part of his personality he's the one who decides and he decides what he thinks is the best for his team so no hard feelings at all of course it was tough accepting it because you go four months thinking it's gonna happen and then it doesn't happen so but it's part of football although your move to leeds never happened less than two months after your scheduled move from Carpi, your contracts with the Serie B side was cancelled. Do you have any idea why yeah. that was? Yeah, that was uh, that was my decision. So, being the whole lead situation with the president, you know, I think he wanted the move to happen, and he kind of blamed me for not making the move happen or things like that. And I've played there for a long time. I've been there for five years. The teammates I had in the past. They all left, so I was like, at this point, if we don't find anyone, like, who is willing to, you know, let's just, I cancel my contract and I move. I think it was, I was kind of still hurt from from the lead situation, so I wasn't making clear decision at the moment. And my agent I had was, he was like, okay, no problem, we can do it, so I'm going to find you a solution as soon as possible, you don't have to worry. So I trusted him with it. I was like, okay, there's no problem. Let's cancel it. But the problem was, you know, if this this is something if I, if I could go back, I wouldn't do this anymore. This was, I think this was a very bad decision because then when I had this knee problem, I needed to make a surgery to like clean my knee and, you know, figure out what was the problem and fix it definitely. So I knew I was going to be out for for at least 30 days, 30 to 60 days. So I was not supposed to cancel my contract knowing I was going to undergo a surgery. And so, you know, football, when you have surgery, everybody thinks, you know, you've had something serious and you cannot be back playing at your level. But the decision to cancel the contract was was mine because I thought it was the right time to to, to move forward. After everything that's happened, because the president wanted to sell, he didn't sell, then he told my agent, like, the problem, like, we didn't go to Leeds just because me and my agent decided not to go and, you know, blame the transfer on us. So I was like, okay, at this point, let's, let's move forward, you know, and yeah. Yeah. How hard was it for yourself to go from such a high-profile move to Leeds? To without a club within such a short space of time it was just my i had other clubs in italy but i already made up because my agent was like i think i waited more and more because i was my agent told me he could still move me to to uk he had some teams he was speaking with so he could move me there so i was like okay i i want to wait and so i was waiting i was waiting and you know, by the time I was ready, it was in October, and I had some Italian teams in Serie B. They all wanted me, but I, I just decided to let everything go to January and see what was the right, like the right solution for me. So I didn't want. I had a lot of offers at that period, even 
different offers from overseas, different countries. But like I wasn't, I was just what I was seeing was just UK. I I had when I had surgery, I was just watching championship, watching championships. I was like, yeah, I want to go there, I want to go there, I want to go there. So I was just focused <laughs> on that, and so I wasn't seeing any other option. And so in January, I had other options, but I decided to go back to my childhood, to my childhood club because they were they really needed a hand and they went in the relegation zone so i was like okay i just want to go back home and play for these six months and be close to my family close to my friends so that was the decision i made in in, in january but you know this is this is football the most important thing is you never give up because i've seen different players you, you go from one one period and once you give up mentally then you're you're done the important thing is you never give up mentally. You know, sometimes it's hard because okay, it's been it's been a tough after that period. It's been like I've been going from one injury to another injury. I've never been able to get back like hundred percent on on my level of what I know I can do. But I know I cannot give up. So every year I'm still fighting to go back. I know I know what I'm worth and I know I can still prove my worth. I just need one good season to play really good football and show everything. And then with this football, you know, one day you're here and the other day you're here. The most important thing is what's going on in your mind. If your mind is strong and you know, and you believe in your qualities, sooner or later everything gets back to, to how it's supposed to be. Do you think that if Leeds wouldn't have appointed Marcelo Bielsa and kept their current head coach at the time, Paul Heckingbottom, that you would be yeah. playing for Leeds today rather than in Croatia? I guess so. Surely I would have moved to England. I don't know where I would be playing today, but surely that season, that summer, I would have moved to England, 100%. And that ends this week's episode. Thank you so much for your time, Jerry, and thank you for being so honest to us. You're welcome. I really enjoyed it. So it's <laughs> made me being part of Leeds for a moment, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next week with our next guest, but who will you choose? Stay tuned for the upcoming vote on our LUFC Fanzone Instagram story later this week. Thanks for listening.